You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, grow brand awareness, and create better content. I'm your host, Jeremy Shear, and my guest today is Vasuda Badri-Paul. Vasuda is Vice President of B2B Marketing and Developer Ecosystem at Digital API Craft. This is a company that helps brands build and establish API ecosystems. Vasuda, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here with us. Hey, Jeremy. It's great to be here. Wonderful. So now, when we did some prep for this episode, we were kind of bouncing around ideas, and the one that we landed on is one that I think about all the time, and I think a lot of B2B marketers are, are thinking about this. It's a big topic, topic of conversation on places like LinkedIn, and that is namely, why is it that there's kind of a general perception that B2B marketing is not as fun or creative as B2C marketing? You know. So first of all, let me just ask you a simple, this is a yes or no question. Do you think that's true? Yes, largely yes, I think it's true. There are exceptions, okay. but largely yes. Okay, then if that's true, why do you think that is? Yeah, there's several reasons. I think Gumby tends to be more serious because you're one business talking to other business and the language of business is usually much more serious than the language to consumers, right? And it, the language to consumers is always playful. This is trying to get them to buy like, say, you know, a cosmetic or maybe a bag of chips, whatever it is. So it can be playful. It brings out the joy of, you know, buying the product, consuming it, how it makes them feel better. So it's the focus is more on emotional content, like feel better if you buy this, or it tastes really good, or look better. Whereas B2B is more serious business, say your company will do better if you buy this product, or let's yeah. get your productivity up. Let's get more engagement for your company. Let's be. I don't know, make your life easier. Let's host you know, on the cloud, whatever the messaging is. It's about productivity. It's about how to get more revenues for the company. So it's a serious topic, right? Yeah. And that's why it tends to be more serious and more risk averse. That's, that's the whole. Yeah. Thing. Okay. So in other words, like there's more at stake, right? We're, we're talking about, you know, often very high price points. Significant decisions that the buyer, it's like, okay, if they're pulling the trigger on this, that's going to impact their career, you know, if it goes wrong, if they make a Often bad decision. Often, yes, it is. Though there's some, there's low-hanging fruit in B2B also, right? I mean, if it's like a SaaS product, which is like you can sign on for $2 a month, yeah. it's more on volume, but it's still a serious, right? You're talking to the business buyer. Yeah. and And even in that case, right? I mean- even if it's like a, yeah, like a monthly $30 a month, but still you're yeah. going to spend a lot of time implementing it and training people on it and all that stuff, right? It's a, still yeah. a pretty significant investment, you know, even if it's not going to like break the bank or anything, but yes. okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, so there's this perception then, or I guess historically B2B marketing has been like, come on, we're, we're getting down to business here. So yeah, the marketing exactly. needs to be very yeah. business-like kind of straight to the point, button down. People don't have, people don't want things that are more whimsical. But, but we're talking about this topic because this is perceived, I think, as kind of an issue, like a problem, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, well, well, what do you think? I mean, 
Is this an issue? Do you think that B2B content marketing, that it would be a good thing if at least some B2B content marketing was less serious and more fun and more had more elements of what you see in B2C? Right. I think it's having a judicious mix of, you know, seriousness and just a, maybe a little sprinkling of fun in it, which will make it more engaging. So even B2B marketing content has to be engaging. So I think that's when a little bit of creativity, more than fun is the creative aspect I'm talking about. And creativity often can be fun, engaging, right? So that's what I'm honing on. It's yes, sometimes if it's dull copy, if it's dull content, if it's dull images, doesn't really grab the attention of the person, you know, in social media, for example, or in any other content blogs. It's everything, even if you write something, you're going to put it on social media. Everything, social media has become such a huge channel even to publish content. So if it doesn't engage the user, you know, psychologically, I mean, you're talking about like first impressions sometimes and to read the content, then you're losing out on an audience here. So I think like companies like Salesforce have got it right. I think they have a picnic bear as some of the mascots and they have a few elements, animals there. I don't know all the animals, but they have like a few animals in the mix for the mascots. And I've seen other companies like having superheroes. So there's the power, but the creativity, the superheroes are powerful, right? The company, apparently, I mean, that suggests the company has superpowers. But then you have this other element of, yeah, we are superheroes, we can do your work, but then there's fun, there's a cape. There's all kinds of things you can do with a superhero, right? Mm-hmm. So those are two examples I'm suggesting. Yeah, okay, right. So there are pretty good examples out there. I think Gong is often mentioned as another example of a B2B company that does really well with with content marketing. And they have this, they sort of seem to have found that sweet spot between Mm -hmm. like, we're a real business, we know our stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. but we also don't take ourselves too super seriously. And like, we're, we're clever, you know, like there's some wit about how we go about messaging. That's right. And it's more wit and just not whimsical. Whimsical is not what we're looking for. We're looking at wit, intelligence, some colorful imagery, a little bit out of box thinking or no box thinking. I call it, there's no box. So, yeah. <laughs> so how do we get that to engage the audience? Yeah. It, you know, it, it, it seems to me that this has kind of happened in the B2B world in stages, you know, that if you go back far enough, but not even that far, Mm-hmm. the vast majority of B2B content would be product-based, right? Here mm-hmm. are our benefits and features. And then there's been a big shift, mm-hmm. at least in, in LinkedIn and, you know, amongst the people I'm talking to, mm-hmm. away from that, you know, mm-hmm. 99.9% co- product focus to more thought leadership, right? And where you, you'll have a blog and you're not talking about your products really yeah. at all. You're talking yeah. about all the trends and all that. So that was one significant step w- with the idea of being more engaging, right? Mm-hmm. And, and being not about you, but about your audience. That makes sense. But now there seems to be another shift afoot. And I think we're maybe just in the early stages of it or somewhere in the middle, like, okay, thought leadership is good, but now everyone's doing that and it all kind of blends together. And is there a better way to do that? You know, a better version that I, and I think you're right. That's not, it's not that it's whimsical, but that it's more witty. It's like more cool or something like that. Right. You know, like wit, definitely. 
Yeah. And and yet, though, it still seems like the vast majority of B2B content is still getting there. Like the average blog and the average, you know, company website mm-hmm. is not going to, I'll just speak from personal experience. It's not like mm-hmm. blowing my hair back, you know, with like, what great wit and amazing <laughs> insight. It's like, this is certainly competent, maybe, yeah. maybe even more than competent, but it's utilitarian, you know, yes. like I'm gleaning something maybe and I'm moving on, but it's not like, wow, I'm going to check this blog every day because it's become like a go-to thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it could be not. It could be wet. It could be creative elements. Like you guess, you get a guest speaker who's an influencer and who has some interesting stories to share. I mean, we all talk about storytelling, so why not infuse some of that in content, even if it's B two B, and not just yeah. use case stories, but you know, something special that happened maybe or. Yeah, it's just just it's just this mix, you know, it's stories, it's imagery, it's it. Yeah. Well, actually, let let's talk about storytelling a little bit because I was just thinking about that the other day. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're right. That's like a buzzword, right? I think well, every single B2B marketer would agree with the statement you should do more storytelling or storytelling yes. is effective, right? Yeah. I think that is just agreed universally as like, yep, mm-hmm. that's right. Mm-hmm. The the big question then well at least for me is like what exactly does that mean because again it's i find it's pretty rare that i come across a story like whatever that might mean that i'm like what a gripping story or you know like i want more of this this kind of storytelling that that's not and i don't count case studies there because for a variety of reasons that I don't know that we have time to get into right now, but like, I don't find those to be super compelling stories, maybe because the outcome is sort of foretold. Well, like, obviously the end of this story is going to be, and then they solve the problem by using our awesome tool and everyone lived happily ever after. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, so i struggle a little bit to understand, like when we talk about storytelling and B2B, what do we mean what do you think? You know, what would be an effective yeah, way to do Yeah, it's always been a buzz when everybody says storytelling. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, what do you mean when you mean storytelling? I mean, tell a good story. I mean, how can I tell a good story if there's no, it's just a, mund- it's a mundane story. So, again, imagination, there's no substitute for imagination and some wit and some color in a story, right? It's telling the story, keeping the facts right, talking about features and benefits, but in some way you can infuse some creativity in there. Maybe you had a beta customer which was putting stuff in space. I mean, I'm just pulling sort of a hat. Maybe you had a little, a, a small, interesting tidbit of information that happened when you're implementing something at a, let's say, a client. Yeah. I mean, those are the things you bring in, right? I mean, we had a glitch, but we overcame it. Bring in the human element, bring in some. Something that makes it real instead of just saying blah, blah, blah happened. We installed it and saw their problem. Yeah. Right. It can't, it, I think it doesn't work when it's like a sort of a straw man story, you know, or a story yeah. that's, that's, that just seems too generic, you know? Right. And I mean, like, what is a story even? I think like, if you think of any like novel or movie that you've mm-hmm. ever watched that you that you like and that sticks with you, they all have common elements, right? It's always some central character, a hero, or maybe, you know, a group trying to do something, achieve some goal. 
and having to overcome significant obstacles along the way. And then at the end, they either achieve it and it's triumphant or they don't. And it's tragic. Right. And all kinds of things happen and the characters learn things along the way and change. That's pretty much the, the basics of good stories. And in B2B, I think one good strategy, and, and I'd love to get your opinion on this, to create content like that, you have to look for it. Like you have to be deliberate, deliberate, number one, about wanting to tell those kind of stories. And then in order to find them, you need to, let's say you're talking with a subject matter expert for a podcast or whatever it is, a, a blog post or, you know, whatever you're creating, I think you, you need to look for those kind of things. So like, can you tell me about, can you tell me a story about something you were trying to accomplish, like a, a goal you had and, and then how you did that and how you went away and don't skip all the, the, the hard parts, all the obstacles, the times that you failed and everything it took to get there, all the twists and turns. I think a lot of people, most people have those things, you know, we all do to one degree or another. Not all of them are super duper dramatic, right? But they're dramatic to you when, when you're in it and trying to accomplish something difficult that's not easy. I think for marketers, if you look for that deliberately and ask for it, yeah. then you can find it. And then it's a matter of, as a storyteller, putting it together in a format that brings out the drama and all that, you know? That's how I've been thinking about it. But what, what's your take on this? Like, how yeah, do you get those funny stories? Because you're like, say you have a testimonial and you're working with a client to get a testimonial. I mean, bring her some of the elements, you know, like what were they struggling with? What did they try? How did they fail? You know, failure and success. I mean, that's often a good thing, right? To yeah. say how did they, that means they overcome the obstacle. I mean, ask them a funny question. I mean, so things like that. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, right. I, and I mean, again, like my point is, ask them a, a couple of basic questions that deliberately are getting at those things. Like ask them, like, have you ever, you know, what's something that you've accomplished in your life that was really difficult mm -hmm. in your job? Whatever yeah, that so thing is. Right? Yeah, something so, which is not maybe pertaining to your particular company, your product, but something a little bit of their life story. And people like to tell their life stories or something yeah. about them that we need to know, like a human story. Yeah, just, I, I guess I feel like in some ways it's as simple as just asking for those stories and then capturing them mm -hmm. and then having the right team in place to write the story or produce it, you know, in whatever medium to bring out the tension and the drama. There are plenty of examples of this mm -hmm. in... In well, what I know best is the podcast world. Like, there's a podcast I like called "How I Built This," mm -hmm. and it's it's entrepreneurs telling the story of how they created their companies, and often mm -hmm. they're pretty well-known brands. So, and the the producers of the show are really good at mm -hmm. crafting the story in a way that it it really brings out the drama, and they oh. do it with it's partly the scripting, the mm -hmm. the pacing of the thing. You know what I mean? But that's part of it too. That you need to have just having a good story to tell doesn't mean that you're going to tell it well. You need to tell it well, right? Yes, the many elements. Yes, I know. But some simple ways of being having a little bit of juice in your boring campaigns is just the use of colors and imagery in a creative. Mm -hmm. um, small steps, right? I mean, not everybody can, every, every piece of content can have a story. And then, you know, some, you know, some, something you play with some element of it so that it just gives a little bit of a pop 
Mm -hmm. And, you know, what do you think about, I think if, if you're trying to make this transition to like, okay, let's make more creative content. Let's make stuff that's, you know, more engaging. It's going to be partly through trial and error probably. And it's going to evolve over time. You might not a hundred percent know exactly what's going to land with an audience because you're doing a new thing. So you just kind of have to try it sometimes kind of taking a bit of a shot in the dark, see what lands and then make in incremental improvements until you find the kind of style or way of being more creative that actually is going to work. Right. It's about taking measured risks, I think. And like I was saying, creativity with colors or nice imagery is a small risk. And then I think you can have this portion of your budget for content or advertising to be more serious a little bit of pop and maybe take a little bit of risk. Uh, maybe something a little bit outlandish, like say yeah. animation or something which is a little different and see if that works and gets more engaged. If it doesn't, you can always come back to your Yeah, you know, right. Dreams. So you don't have to take you don't have to take big, big risks. Yeah. Right. Or do something like really risky. You can do small no, take B2B. small steps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, B2B it doesn't allow you to take that kind of risk, I think with an audience, but you can take smaller risks and social media. And now the, you know, you know, just the use of imagery gives you that leverage to start with small risks. Yeah. hundred percent. So, yeah. okay. Well, this is a, a very broad topic. There's so many more angles we could explore, but, but just for right now, what's, what's your main takeaway for our audience about, you know, being more creative risk-taking with B2B content. What do you want our audience to take away from yeah, this? Yeah, I think, Try to take a little more risks and calculated risk, maybe small risks with your B2B content. Like I said, you don't, when it's smaller and baby steps, it's not as scary. So, but that's definitely, I think, important because you, the landscape is so competitive these days, even in B2B space, right? You know, you have, every company has products competing with them and it's proliferating. So I think one of the best ways to kind of showcase your product and give it a little bit of a differentiator, at least in the content space, is by having infusing some creativity in it. Whether it's a different mask, the mascot, colors, yeah. just play around a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't even talk about this, but now with ChatGPT and all those other AIs, I mean, I, I, it, it makes me wonder, you know, like, there, yeah. I, I'm sure there are ways you could try to use those tools to to do some weird creative stuff, and you know. Uh, there, there might be ways that those that that technology can like help with us. I don't know. That's a whole other topic of discussion, but that would be interesting. To think yeah, just about. a comment on that. I did use ChatGPT. I had an image and I asked it to create different backgrounds, and then mm -hmm. I saw that like a, you know something with the you know garden background, something with like the sun setting. So I saw the variation. So that makes it easier to create at least different quickly on the fly to create different backgrounds. <laughs> Right, right. It's to just kind of try things just to see what they look like. Exactly. You know, yeah. even like really weird things that you maybe aren't ready to like officially launch, like, hey, let's do this. You can just really quick pop it in there, see what it looks like, and then get a sense of is, is this even worth pursuing or not? Oh, yeah, totally. That allows you to experiment much faster. Yeah. Yeah, so that's I, think a good I thing. like that about ChatGPT. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's a topic for another another discussion. So final question how can people reach you? Oh, like in what way? In like, email? well, if people want to, if people listen to this, you know, episode and they're like, oh, I want to talk to Basuda more about creativity. Like, what's this just the best way to connect with you? Yeah, 
via email. It's my personal email, Vasuda, V-A-S-U-D-H-A dot Paul, P-A-U-L at gmail.com. Okay, excellent. And you're on LinkedIn, of course, right? Yes, of course. LinkedIn is always the best way. <laughs> yes. So, yes. okay, wonderful. Well, we'll put a link to your LinkedIn in our show notes so people can easily check you out that way. And meanwhile, Vasuda, thank you so much for a really interesting discussion. Really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Jeremy. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.